Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of toyphotographers.com. My name is James Garcia, and I'm really excited for this week's show because I have two very special guests. Uh, not only am I talking to toy photographer Doug Gary, but his son is here, Ty. Ty, how are you doing today? Good. Yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you both. Uh, I thought this would be a fun angle to approach the episode because uh, at the time of that this will come out, Father's Day will have been the previous weekend, and I just thought it was so cool to have a, a father-son team that have kind of worked on some toy photography stuff together. And uh, Doug, I've been wanting to have you on the show for such a long time, so I'm glad that we kind of get to kill two birds with one stone with this episode. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, so um, Ty, let's start with you. Uh, first of all, you know, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, what what is it like having a dad that does toy photography? Um, it's good because I get to help him with a lot of shots. What do you think about me and all my like where I keep my Lego and how I am about it? Well, he's really weird because like he's like he doesn't like any marks. I'm very like I don't like dust or I don't. And you're always like, why don't you play with your Lego? Why do you just have them there? <laughs> is he kind of like the dad in Lego movie? Just not letting you touch anything? Or is he is he pretty cool about it? Um, He's good, but I usually don't want to touch it. Ah, I see. <laughs> are you a big fan of Lego too? Like, do you have your own Lego that you play with? Yeah, I have a whole lot. What are, what are some of your favorite uh, like Lego lines and toys? Well, I usually... My favorite ones, I've created them from like different like even types of lego like i did a mashup of ninjago and shima oh nice and then you're really into the minecraft sets and a lot of your the other day we built a small star wars set together i think it was um leia and luke's escape from the death star Mm -hmm. and then literally i walked out of the room for five minutes and you had like 40 minecraft zombies taking it over (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, do you do you play a lot of Minecraft too? Uh, yeah. It's one of your favorite games. Yes, it, it is my favorite. Okay, I stand corrected. Ah, nice. <laughs> yeah, so it makes sense then that you would also play with that in your in Lego and bring those two things together. I think that's awesome. So you said that you kind of help your your dad with setups. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ty often has great ideas for shots with particular minifigs or places, and then when we're doing the shot, like you might help hold the bounce card or suggest the angle or um, look at the final product and give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Mm-hmm. It needs the Thai seal of approval, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. I, there are definitely times where I've said, what do you think of this one? And you're like, yeah, no, I don't think that's a good photo at all. <laughs> what are some <laughs> of your favorite things to see in a photo? I like, like, just like, like a teddy bear sometimes. <laughs> yeah, one of his favorite so- shots is a teddy bear on a raft. Yeah. And then how about when we look at Instagram together? Are there things that you love most about other photographers? Mm. No. You like some of the action figures more than yeah. I do, yeah. Yeah, so do you play with action figures a lot too? Like, what are some of your favorite toys? Well, I play with some kinds of action figures called stick bots. Mm. Yeah. I was playing with them and then my dad came in and just told me that it's time. It was time to go live. Yeah, see, so I like that you were you were already in the zone to play with toys, and then you got yanked away to, to talk about toys. I think that's fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sounds like a, a typical Saturday for myself, too. So. <laughs> and last year, you came to the Oregon meetup and, and with your dads and, and hung out and then took photos with everybody. How was that? Was that a fun trip? Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah. And you took a lot of photos yourself? Yeah, I did. 
And you walked away with more toys or less toys than you came with? More. So that was a plus. Yeah, it's always a plus to walk away with more toys. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any um, like great memories from that trip? No. The whole entire thing was just a really big, great memory. Nice. <laughs> we had an epic, um, I wrote about on the podcast, uh, our experience of that, and we had an epic near loss of some Lego because the oh, waves yeah. almost took a scene that I had and Ty saved the day. Oh, nice. Ty, can you tell me about that? What happened? I saved Alfred because, like, he got washed away, but we lost, and I, like, like, he came back, and then I just grabbed him, but we lost one of his cherries. That's happened to me, too, where you just lose an accessory somewhere. <laughs> one of the foils of toy photography. Doug, how has fatherhood affected your art at all? Oh, you want to know if you should leave? Sorry, we're interrupting for a sec. Ty, if, if you're, you know, if you want to get out of here, I totally get it. Thank you for coming on and answering a few questions. This was fun. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Yeah, I would say fatherhood is for sure, I would say, um, affected my art. I mean, it's introduced me to new toys because Ty likes a lot of things like Minecraft and some of the superhero lines that I wasn't previously drawn to or don't know anything about. And hmm. uh, after he rolls his eyes at me for not knowing it, he'll explain all sorts of cool things about that world. Um, so that's kind of fun. And I mean, I guess I would say it's deepened my focus just because you sort of have to. I have to move faster <laughs> and uh, I have to think a little more uh, carefully about my shots. And I think fatherhood, like maybe in a deeper way, it's probably informed my stories and sort of what moves me to share in a photograph. Um, we became a family with Ty just over three years ago. So it's been um, a cool adventure. And I think in some ways, like for me, toy photography is very much uh, a peaceful, happy place. I remember James um, in your talk with, I think it's Dan from With Toys in Mind. A while ago, you talked about um, how toy photography can kind of be like a almost a mindfulness practice. Ah, yes. uh, mm -hmm. And I definitely find that it's like a super focused place. And for me, it comes with a lot of joy and peace and equanimity. And so maybe now, especially as a parent, finding those extra moments of just like, ah, are really... <laughs> yeah. yeah, moments for, you know, solitude for yourself and then moments to just kind of let everything wash away and and re restart, I guess. I, I, I can yeah. see that being uh, really yeah. refreshing. It's refreshing for me, and I don't have children, so right. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. What was it like traveling with Ty and Johnny to the Oregon Toy Photo Safari? I know you were at the Utah one, too, this year. I want to talk about that. But what was it like bringing your family to the last one? Right. It was great. Um, I mean, uh, it was really nice to share them with the community and it was really nice to uh, in the other direction as well um also for kind of my more introverted moments it was nice to be able to have an excuse to run away <laughs> and go <laughs> be with just a few people um but certainly the group um i mean you know the group uh, even better than i do james but i just feel like everyone's so great and inclusive and ty was the only little kid there that i think there were one or two teenagers um and ty felt very welcome and would go off and play with people's toys or take shots with them uh, far from where I was, um, which was great. So I think he had an epic time and it definitely uh, also was fun. Yeah, just to, without necessarily intentionally doing it, introduce a bigger part of myself um, to the, the group of people who were there. It was, it was a great weekend. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. It, I could see it being great to introduce your family to that and then also 
introduce um, toy photography to your family in a way, like show them hands on what it's like being around all these other toy photographers. And, and I bet that was a really cool experience. Right. And it's now, you know, we'll look at a photo and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's by Brett. Remember him? And he's like, oh, he was the guy with the beard and the weird accent. Right. I'm like, yeah, totally. That's him. <laughs> that's how we all think of Brett. So exactly. <laughs> In Australia, they think of them the same way, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And does your family share in your hobby day to day? What's what's that like? Um, they do, definitely. Um, I'm certainly grateful to both of them um, for the support. They're really um, both supportive. And it is, as I'm sure your wife and everyone else in our lives, you know, it, it is an odd hobby, at least. Um, I know there are some families where everyone is involved in it, which is cool. Um, but I appreciate their support. Um, and then they're both really big on Johnny, my husband, and Ty on kind of giving ideas for scenes and locations or figs. They both love mashups, probably more than I do. I'm a little more traditionalist in that way, um, but they're, they're unmoved by my more conservative ways, which is great. <laughs> um, and, you know, they're also really happy to help hold a bounce card or figure out how to get a minifigure to stay in place despite the, the little waves in the water or whatever might be happening. And yeah, then they're both quick to help pick a final shot or consider the lead contenders or a quote. And as I mentioned, Ty is definitely brutally honest about um, his, his take on my work, which is super helpful when I'm trying to decide, is this a decent shot or not? And he definitely comes in with a, a sharp opinion. <laughs> I, I guess you, you kind of need that, right? Because maybe a lot yeah. of people would be tempted to be like, oh, yeah, it's great and, and move on. But but having that critical opinion, especially right. from from a child who is honest. You know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, at the Oregon meetup, there were a few times where I'd, you know, be walking by and there, and I thought there was a little group going on, and I'd walk up, and it was just the three of you guys really engaged in a shot, and Ty was like holding the bounce card, and you guys were shooting, and and it was just so cool to to just see glimpses of that, you know, you guys hanging out and, and shooting toys. I think that's fun. Uh, as I imagine, like children in my future, I always tell my wife, like, yeah, I've really got to get them hooked on toy photography because I, I just think that would be a fun thing to share. Yeah, for sure. And anytime um, Ty has a friend over for a play date the first time, for sure within the first 120 seconds, he runs them back to where I have three ridiculously large display cases of minifigs. And <laughs> they just stare at it like, you know, it's Mecca or something. And uh, so I love that. I love that he's sort of into my strange hobby. Um, even just like, this is cool. Look what my dad does. So that's fun. You just got back from the Utah meetup and you're actually the first person that I've talked to that's been there. So I'm really curious to hear how it went. I've been so jealous seeing all of your guys' amazing photos of the, the landscapes and stuff, so much so that I've like set up a little Tatooine setup in my office here just because I've I've been so inspired by your guys' warm toned, you know, Utah sh setup. So so how was the meetup? Um well, we missed you and some of the, there were a few others who have been to many or maybe all of them um, who, who couldn't make it to Utah for various understandable reasons. Um, but yeah, it was really great. It's such a beautiful part of the world. Um, it was totally new to me. Wiki Toys and I uh, both live in the greater Bay Area. So we flew out to Vegas and then road tripped it for a few hours up to Utah together, um, which was really fun because it's, you know, it's amazing in the toy photography community like uh, Kiwi, that's her name, and I. Um, only see each other at these things, even though we <laughs> live not far from each other. And there we were taking a road trip together, um, which was fun. But just driving um, from Las Vegas to where we were in Apple Valley in Utah 
is just amazing. The, the mountains are glorious and definitely got us um, super motivated to uh, get the toys out and start shooting. Um, it was different in many ways, Utah, culturally and in terms of the nature and in terms of the politics and everything is just an entirely different experience than the Bay Area, which was which was cool. Um, majority of us stayed in one house, and I think that may have been the first time that happened. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, which was really incredible. Um, one of the toy photographers, Melissa, who I think is at Lizzie Bell, um, has some family in Apple Valley, Utah, who were incredibly kind to open up their home to a bunch of adults they don't know um, to crash for the weekend. So that was really cool to all be together. Um, and uh, again, I love the world of toy photographers. It's such a mix of people, and most of us have some level of more introvert than extrovert. So you could also like be at the you know, dining room table, and some people are eating, and some people are talking, and some people are sitting there by themselves liking photos on Instagram or me, we, or wherever, wherever they are. So it was really cool. Um, the locations were beautiful. I know that uh, Melissa and Dennis and Shelly and some others um, scouted locations, and they did an amazing job. As you mentioned with Tatooine, you know, there's, um, and you'll see in my feed and any, anyone else's, there is a lot of red dirt out there. Yeah. So <laughs> kind of everywhere we went, if you look up at human scale, the topography was different, but if you look down at uh, action figure or minifigure scale, it's just kind of red dirt mainly. So it was cool to try to play with depth of field and other things. Uh, and when we got to locations with water, just to you know mix it up a little bit. And now this is the third safari you've been to, is that right? Yes, that's right. So I was at the Bay Area one. Um, I live in the Bay Area, so as Shelley Corbett, kind of uh, the leader of our group, um, she might prefer that I say a leader of our group, um, had told me I had no real reason not to go. And that was a fair point. So as Shelly has, has, has expanded the community by forcing so many of us <laughs> to get past our, our hesitance. Um, so right, I was at the Bay Area one. I mean, I, I stayed at home, but, but came to a number of things. And uh, Johnny and Ty came to a few things. So that was great. And, you know, I feel like now I know most of the people in the group, though it does change every year, which I love. You know, some people can't make it, which was sad, like you. Um, but also there's always new people. You know, in Utah, a few of the Utah-based toy photographers who hadn't been able to make it to other meetups were able to go there and also sort of felt like, well, how could I not? It's in my state this time. Um, right. Right. So it was sort of cool how there's, you know, there's always different people or a few new people from L.A. I know there was a photographer from D.C. who joined, who hadn't joined before who just happened to become friends online with some of the uh, Los Angeles contingent. So <laughs> they convinced him to, to come. Um, it's fun. I mean, it's fun to connect with people who I only see once a year, who I consider close friends because we chat online. Though so we're only virtual friend, friends except for four days a year, which is sort of different <laughs> from a typical friendship. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but there's something really awesome about that, isn't there? And just when you see those people again for those four days a year, it's just how immediately you just click and it, how smoothly you can just go right back into those those old habits. Yeah, for sure. I love that. And and again, it's nice to meet new people. Um, and meeting new people can be, you know, shooting in the same tiny spot next to them and then asking them if you can borrow a toy or if they can hold your bounce card. Um, and that may be the extent of your conversation until everyone's done shooting. Or ending up, you know, you, a few people decide to take a walk to a slightly different part of wherever we've picked and getting to know people that way is always fun. I mean, for me, it's also a little bit, um, I've changed 
I guess each year, like I'm a little clearer on what to expect and what I want to get out of it. I know this year my husband kind of challenged me to bring fewer toys and that was really helpful to be focused on um, having fewer toys help me kind of get into my shot or the scene faster rather than staring at, you know, 60 different possible choices. Um, And so that was cool. That was a different discipline for me that I, I, I guess because I'm going to more of them, I can play around with it a little bit. I can see that. I definitely am somebody who overpacks. When I, I remember with the Oregon one, I had a backpack full of toys and then I had like a tote bag or two that had bead cases full of Lego and stuff. And I just, I didn't shoot hardly any of that stuff. It was, it was crazy. And I really wish I had kind of focused in more and, and not yeah. lugged that stuff around. So it is funny that the more, more often you go, the more focused you kind of become and the better packer you become. Cause you, like you said, you know what to expect. For sure. What would you say to others who might be apprehensive to coming to one of these meetups? I would say do it for sure. Uh, I mean, it's really rewarding on a lot of levels. And I think it, um, I think for everyone who's done it, I've heard in different ways, certainly for myself, it pushes you as a photographer just because you see such kind of diversity across the way people shoot toys and what they shoot and what interests them. Um, so there's so much to learn from watching and, and people are incredibly generous about sharing tips and toys. And for me, as a newer DSLR user, everybody who knows anything about DSLR is happy to answer a question or share their knowledge. And so that's really cool. And I mean, I guess I would say for people who perhaps like me are a little worried about the the people or the social aspects, um, I would say fear not. Um, it's a really, really kind and loving group. And um, as I mentioned, there's a lot of introverts in the group. So there's certainly no expectation that you're like, chatting away all day long. And yeah, I feel like my awkwardness is widely embraced and understood in the group. So, so will anyone else's be? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So uh, rewinding the clock a bit, how did you first get into toy photography? Like, were were you a photographer before or? Right, I was not. um, So I sort of often still wonder like, how did I get into it? Um, When you warned me, you would ask me that question. I was like, oh no, I don't know how to answer that. I mean. Um, I wasn't a photographer. I think certainly the whole world of smartphones has made photography so much more accessible to uh, anyone who uh, can afford one and has one. And in my view, I'm sure some hardcore photographers might disagree, but in my view, that's a great thing, you know, to see a, a, a tween who gets their first smartphone out there shooting photos of their friends or of nature. Uh, to me, it's just great that that young people can get interested in photography without the level of financial investment that used to be required yeah. to take to take a pretty decent shot, and I think that's certainly true for grown-ups as well. I mean, in terms of how I actually specifically got interested in it, it happened upon me. I went to an old-school toy store in San Francisco with a dear friend. They were going out of business, as sadly so many smaller stores, toys and otherwise, have, and they had a big sale, so we went to get her kids. I didn't have kids at the time some toys and at the checkout stand um, there were some of the blind bag series two lego simpson minifigures and i didn't even know at that point i didn't know anything about the lego minifigure blind bags and i bought a few because i was like oh these look so cool and you know as i opened them up uh, at home i just thought they were adorable and enchanting and my original idea of giving them to like you know, family members and stuff completely went out the window because i'm like <laughs> no, no no i'm keeping these for myself for sure um and then, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, 
I'm not sure exactly what happened. That and a smartphone. And next thing I knew, uh, I was kind of, it was easy to be a toy photographer without a lot of prep or thought, which is right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, kind of off I went. I mean, I, and then I fell hard. I guess I don't know if I should like blame Instagram or the toy photography community, but I think at that point, then I took some shots. I was just, it happened to coincide with when I was just beginning to explore Instagram. And, you know, sure enough, like a few hashtags later, you're like, wow, this is like a thing. Right. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, yeah. It was a very similar experience to me, actually, where I, I you know, I, I had always loved Lego as a kid and and had, you know, like so many people kind of given up on it once I became too cool for it and stuff and, <laughs> and bought myself a couple blind bags just out of curiosity and then had had known about toy photography and thought, well, maybe I could do this myself. And then it just kind of snowballs from there. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. How, how long ago was that where I'm trying to remember when those Simpsons uh, minifigures came out? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I feel like it was like 2015, if I remember right. Okay. Uh, but I, yeah, it was, it was around then. And again, I wasn't I wasn't paying attention for the the first uh, Simpson series, but the second one is, is right around when it hit. Were you a fan of Lego as a kid or, or were those kind of your first introductions into the world of Lego? Yeah, I mean, I loved Lego as a kid. Um, I'm 52. So back then, in the dark ages of Lego, uh, there weren't licensed sets and there weren't uh, minifigures came out kind of as I was growing out of my first stage of Lego. And so I was into it, but I didn't, it was very different. You know, that was more building your own from your imagination and your friends and, and family members' imaginations, as opposed to all the cool specific sets um, that, that come also with obviously more detailed, interesting parts. So, but when I was a kid, I also collected kind of miniature figures, like from porcelain ones to glass, oh, okay. or even like little fabric puppets or whatever. Um, and I remember my dad got me these really cool display cases for them. Um, and, you know, now here I am decades later and I've got different display cases doing a very similar thing. So it has kind of come full circle. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's cool to hear that, you know, you're kind of interested in some of those other figures and stuff like that. It's not something you hear very often. What what kind of drew you to those kind of things? Were you just into the collecting aspect of it or, or just liked toys? Yeah, it's or? a good question. Um, I think... I mean, I've, I guess I'm still interested in, in little <laughs> replicas of real life or fantasy things. So I don't remember the line. I think it might be a little like a German line, maybe, that still exists of these tiny porcelain like pets or fantasy characters like dragons. or um, And yeah, I really enjoyed having them. And I wouldn't play with them that much, um, which Ty would have been upset with back then as well. <laughs> I would just enjoy <laughs> collecting them. Um, I'm definitely someone who likes to collect toys and look at them as much as uh, play with them or, or shoot them. And also, um, when I was a kid and through college and even grad school, I was um, involved in the theater for a long time um, mm -hmm. in school and, and professionally. And so for me, a little bit, when I think back to that, it was sort of, I was never um, drawn to acting, but I like to help kind of make art and help connect with audiences and sort of be behind the scenes. So it's funny now doing that in, in a tiny way, kind of just behind my own little camera. Yeah, that's awesome. I was just going to ask if those if that kind of has influenced your your style of photography or how you approach photography or anything like that, like that artistic background. Um, I mean, I get the one thing for sure is, um, I think, like a number of 
uh, photographers, I often think of a, an author's quote um, to go with a photo more than my own caption. And I, I certainly lean heavily on playwrights just because I studied a lot of plays. So they come to mind and I actually kind of I remember like in middle school and high school, I hated reading anything other than plays. So I like would do anything to get out of like I'd go to Cliff Notes if it's Dostoevsky, but Shakespeare, no problem. I'll read that. <laughs> so I just know more of that stuff. Um, I'm not sure how much the it's a good question, how much my theater background influences my photos, because um, I think of myself more as someone who helped artists do their thing. Um, so maybe the minifigures are the artists and I'm just helping them <laughs> do their thing. <laughs> Yeah, you're just capturing the play that is that is playing out in front of you. Exactly. You know? Yeah. 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 I love that. I think that's an awesome approach. How how would you describe your particular photo style? Um, right. That's a good question, and I'm not sure exactly how to answer it. I'm definitely an outdoor and nature leaning photographer, as you know, and and as anyone who's been kind enough to look at my feed would know. Um, I really love playing with light and especially with water. And I like to create scenes that are kind of otherworldly in a certain way. I think I'm more interested in the world at the scale of the minifigure. You know, I've seen a lot of people with Lego and other toys who do super cool shots of sort of that figure in the human scale world. And I love those photographs often. And yet for me personally, I'm more drawn to here's this minifigure. She's on a bike. She's in what for us is a tiny bit of grass, but for her is, you know, above her height and what happens in the, in the photo, in that kind of scene. So I don't know if all of that's the style, but those are the kinds of things I'm interested in. <laughs> yeah. And I love your, your, I was looking at your Instagram feed and, and I've been a fan of your work for a while now. And I just love that, that approach, you know, that, that naturalistic approach that you take and a lot of the outdoor shooting that you do um, as somebody who shoots a lot indoors, it's great to see, see your feed and just think like, Oh, I wish I could do that kind of stuff. But I've, I've never been as drawn to the, to the outdoor stuff. Um, how do, what is like a typical shoot for you? Like, like when you go out shooting and, and do you go out with ideas in mind or just with a, a box of minifigures? How, how do you go about it? Right. I guess both. I mean, I definitely, I've got, you know, my, um, camera backpack and, uh, more plastic bins than anyone needs who cares about the environment to put my, uh, uh, minifigures in and I'll, <laughs> you know, either go with like, Oh, we're leaving. I should just grab my bag or spend some time the night before thinking about shots or um, figures, but I've always got, I don't know, like 20 or 30 minifigures and a bin of accessories with me. Um, so that even if I have a few shots in mind, I like the most recent shot in my feed is uh, the Lego sad clown with the black and white guitar that came with that cool Steamboat Willie set that came out recently. Um, I didn't get the set, but I had to get the guitar. Um, and so that was one, like, I knew that I wanted to shoot sad clown with the guitar on a raft in the water. And I went out with that in mind, but I had plenty of other toys in case either that didn't work out or I had time for other shots. Um, so it's kind of a mix. I definitely like to see what I get inspired by when I'm there, wherever there is, whether that's just walking in the neighborhood or, or taking a hike. One of the things that's different to your point about kind of how I got started now that I have a DSLR, it, it, I think more just because I'm not, I don't have my camera with me unless I've, of course, decided to bring it with me, whereas I pretty much always have my phone. I look back at um, my feed a little bit in preparation for this, and um, like my first 
chunk of photos to me are just like really bad photos, but they're fun, you know, and they're, I can see that I was interested in the scene and I love about toy photography that to me, it's not about genius breathtaking photos. I mean, you're lucky if you get one and it's rewarding if people experience it that way. But at the end of the day, toys are fun. So um, this hobby is really, to me, <laughs> about whatever is fun and relaxing for the photographer. And um, I love how much goofiness there is out there in the toy photography community. And that the, again, while people can make just epic, gorgeous, terrifying or whatever photos, I think there's a lot of space for all of us to also just take a nice shot that was fun or like, wow, that's a cool toy. You know, pretty, keep it pretty simple. Yeah, exactly. Especially with Lego, you know, taking, you know, the different either Lego lines or just typical Lego minifigures and stuff and seeing the combinations people will make or the things that they'll build to go along with their photos or how cleverly they'll put a Lego in a real environment or something. It, it is really fun to see how unique the community is and, and how varying all of the different artistic styles and stuff like that. Are. Yeah, for sure. You started shooting on an iPhone, so what are some of the, the pros and cons that you found when, when using a phone to, to get started? Right. I mean, I sometimes, I, I do think about kind of right now I'm only in my Canon ADD, um, but I sometimes think about being a little less rigid about it and perhaps <laughs> doing both. I mean, I love the immediacy of the phone. I used to carry a couple figs and I, I'm used to being on call for work, so I always have my phone with me and so it's always there. So you're sitting at the dinner table and you're, you order a cocktail that is festively costumed and you're like, oh, a fig would look cool on that. And boom, you've got your photo and your phone and you can post it to the social media site or sites of your desire and you're done. And all that can happen in about 60 seconds if you want. Um, yeah. And that's very different in my experience with the DSLR world um, where it's, you know, it's just more to carry and more to set up and a tiny bit more time to transfer it, though certainly in the digital world, it's a lot easier than the worlds before. Um, and I love, um, I have uh, an iPhone and the depth of field in the iPhone is pretty amazing that, that you can get so much behind the fig that you're focused on um, or the scene that you want with your toy is, is pretty amazing. On the other hand, that's not always what you want and it can be hard. I do think there are, while the camera in smartphones across the brands are is pretty amazing these days, um, as someone who isn't an expert photographer, it's hard for me in the phone to do, I feel like I have less control over what I'm shooting and the raw product is um, something that I have to figure out how to fix more. And I really love, um, Okay, if that's how you pronounce that, and water ripples and things like that. And the iPhone just doesn't like those as much as I do. So, <laughs> yeah, that's always kind of been my hesitation with using a phone, too. And I, and I know that, like, you can get lenses and stuff like that for your phone that'll help with that. But then I think, you know, that, that's kind of losing the point of, of the quick, you know, point and shoot style of an, of an iPhone or something and being able to not have to lug all of that kind of stuff around. Right, for sure. Yeah. And I think definitely, you know, um, I mean, I love uh, your photography, and we're so different. Not oh, only sure, not only because you have a lot more rain where you live than I do, so I get to go outdoors more. Um, but you just have some of those, you know, really beautiful um, and intricate studio shots that I have no idea how people create. And you can do that stuff with a with a, a smartphone as well. Um, but if you have the privilege of getting a hold of a used or a new DSLR, 
that works for you, I do feel like you can do more in camera. I mean, I definitely feel like every day my Canon makes me look like a better photographer than I am, and I'm grateful for that. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned you have an ADD, is that what yes. you said, a Canon ADD? Yeah, I uh, I've, I was looking into that camera like a year or two ago and was really interested in it. It seemed like a, a pretty good camera. How do you how do you like it? I love it. It's it's fantastic. When I decided I was going to invest in a DSLR. I guess about a year and a half ago, I reached out to um, uh, two of my heroes in this work, Shelly Corbett and uh, Layla, who, uh, so Shelly Corbett is, I think Shelly Corbett Photography on Instagram, and um, Layla's Brick and Mordor, um, and also uh, Julian in France, who I'd met, um, all three who I first met at uh, a meetup, just to get a range of advice and um it ended up with, especially with Shelly and Layla's advice, but but all three kind of all pointing me towards the decision I made around the Canon ADD, um, and it's been magical for me. I mean, I, I um, you know, of course, people have to decide how much they can and want to invest in the camera and then in the lenses and all the gear because you can spend, you can never stop spending, or you can spend not a ton, but really, yeah, I feel like it's it's amazing. I mean, I'm probably only using ten percent of what it does. Um, and I still don't know how to do tons of things, which again, another plug for the meetup is every time I'm at a meetup, someone will teach me things about my camera, even people who may not be Canon experts where, you know, maybe I don't know how to do a certain part of the focus, um, features or whatever that just these days, there's so, there's so much built into these cameras, um, that it's fun to learn about over time. And I don't, I'm not, I guess I'm not intimidated by the learning curve because I'm kind of like, ah, these are good enough. And maybe someday. I'll know how to do more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it comes to a point where the, where it just kind of becomes muscle memory, where you figure out exactly the, the kinds of settings that you want or something like that. And and for a long time, I would just experiment and, and change, you know, ISO or, or shutter speed and stuff like that and just see what, what came out of it. And it's it's fun to uh, to dive into that and really just build that over time. Yeah, for sure. I think also... Um... For me, and again, I know this is um, one of the many uh, continuums that we all live at in, in within in the toy photography community are those the sort of hardcore straight out of the camera all the way to hardcore, massive, gorgeous, sophisticated post-pick editing and, and, and everyone else in between. And for me, um, I love doing as much as I can in the camera. And, and personally, it kind of bores me to do post-picture editing. So I feel really lucky that it's not uncommon that the shot I have in mind comes through or often with the macro lens I have, it turns out better than I was imagining. So I'm sort of like, thank you, camera. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's always a great feeling. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing better than sitting down for a shot and just nailing it or, or seeing it in your camera and thinking like, Oh, this is so much better than I, than I thought it could be or, or what I was even picturing. Right. And one thing I, um, if I'm in a sunny environment or I'm moving quickly, I'll take a bunch of shots and not even look at the results and then move on and see what happens when I get home and, and have more time to look at. And while I want to get better at not doing that, because I think sometimes I get home, I'm like, oh, that did not work at all. And I could have fixed that. <laughs> the flip is it's kind of fun to be like, wow, that actually turned out pretty cool. Okay, good. You you mentioned earlier when, when Ty was here that, uh, you know, you don't like dust on your figures and stuff like that. Is that just for your collection or do you find that with shooting as well? Um, I mean, I, I lean OCD in general, but um, I mean, I, I definitely right. One of the downsides of the DSLR is it picks up everything. And so you've got to be sure that, you know, if I since I love playing uh, with the toys in water, 
sometimes you know the the fragile lego boat will tip over and then i'll just put it back up take the shot and then look at the shot and there's water all over the boat and suddenly like oh dang it i have to dry it and then i have to try again and then it flips again and then i'm in an existential crisis over there in the <laughs> in the little pond but i certainly try to look for um making sure i don't have extra stuff and and as you point to i think the outdoors and i know you've experienced this um with the meetups too just yeah, when you're shooting outdoors, every blade of grass or every little bit of sand that you do or don't see when you're looking through the camera, uh, the camera will point to later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably part of why I gravitate towards the indoor stuff is because I can control all of those things more so than I can outside and, and can really take the time to, to let my OCD take over and examine every little corner of my shot and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm waiting for the uh, the podcast where it's like our group discussion about toy maintenance and dust containment in our homes because it's just like an unending. I feel like I there are those days where I'm like, well, if I could quit my job, then maybe I could really do this justice. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. There's so many, like, even just like sets in my office that, that I don't shoot, but just are on display that I always have to dust and make sure don't accumulate dust and stuff. And then, God forbid, if I ever want, do want to shoot one of those and I, and I pull it off of the shelf, then I have to spend so much time like checking it and wiping it down and all that stuff. Yeah. And I still miss little, little hairs or dust particles right. and stuff like that, that, that then drive me crazy. And I have to go into Photoshop and, and fix those kind of things. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> How did you actually get involved in the toy photo community? You started shooting with minifigures and getting involved that way, but but now you know you're you're such a big part of the community. With the, you're at the meetups and you've written for the blog. How did you find the community and start getting involved? I guess it started you know on social media again. For me at the time, it happened to be Instagram, though um, I would not want to be perceived as an advertiser for Instagram. Um, but that happened to be <laughs> the the app I was using. Um, and as I mentioned, as I think so many of us have found out, people are just so generous and kind out there. So they find you and um, including people who have, you know, are really, in my mind, particularly accomplished at toy photography in terms of their work, as well as maybe they're, that they're people who show in galleries or have sold stuff or are connected to uh, you and the blog or whatever. And but just about everyone's happy to uh, welcome a new photographer and answer questions or just uh, give a like or, or even a comment. Um, so that started happening with hashtags, I guess. And then, as I mentioned, Shelly Corbett found me or I found her. And, and certainly her photography is uh, incredibly inspiring to me. And I love the work that she does and how she does it. And I love that she's um, so good as are you and and Brett and Lizzie and Dennis and so many others in the community at kind of building community and making sure that people f remember that there's really humans behind these photos <laughs> and these toys and that um, people are encouraged to reach out. And yeah, and then when I went to the Bay Area meetup, as I said, because Shelly made me, um, it was great because I met people who, you know, including that one had like uh, a few people from Europe and um, people from the Midwest um, and certainly, of course, people um, from here on the West Coast. And it was cool to meet people and find out uh, what's up there. Back then I was using my iPhone. So and I was one of the few. There's always a few iPhone users, I would say, but the majority at the meetup are using some kind of DSLR. And so it's kind of cool there, too, to just see 
what people are doing. And then I got engaged in it. I mean, I really wish, uh, as I'm sure many of us do, that I had more time even to do more work. But I feel like it is a really accessible, friendly community. And, and you know, again, for people out there who are hesitating, I would encourage everyone to just dive in because there are so many cool people out there who are happy to connect and, and share stories and stuff. It's just so cool that we can all connect this way through the art. And, and I'm glad that we've over time, all of us have fostered this great community and created spaces where we can all connect. I think that's one of my favorite things about toy photography. Yeah, for sure. And I really love that it's also kind of friendship without expectation in the sense that, you know, like, example, you know, you and I almost never email occasionally, you know, a few times a year might have some reason to uh, instant message, but largely just see each other through comments and likes. And, and that's great. And, you know, I know, um, I feel very connected to, uh, Hey light on Instagram, H E Y light, um, Astrid in Germany. And, you know, we've never met each other. We have no idea what we look like or what our lives are like, but I find her photography delightful a hundred percent of the time. And, yeah. you know, we know each other through comments. That's like <laughs> the only way, but it's, it's cool that, you know, I absolutely, next time I get to Germany, I haven't been there in a long time, but I would look her up and love to go, you know, we already have plans to go on a photo shoot with no idea when or if that will ever happen. And it's, um, it's pretty cool at this moment between digital photography, the diversity of toys and social media. Uh, one of the upsides is that you get to meet people from all over who feel like friends, even though you're not 100% sure they're real human beings yet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's that's something I've experienced too, just do, doing this podcast. You know, it's like you, you meet somebody on Instagram and you kind of interact here and there. And um, that's usually how I reach out to people to get interviewed is I'll just message them on Instagram and then it'll kind of snowball from there. And Astrid is one of those people yeah. who, uh, who I just connected with there and, and we had a great podcast conversation. I definitely recommend people listen to her interview because she's an amazing photographer and a really, really great person too. Um, so it's great to hear that, you know, other people like you are having the same experiences with connecting with these people online and fostering these friendships and, and planning future trips or, or offering to, to house people or, you know, on vacations or whatever. I just, I think it's, as I said earlier, one of my favorite things about the community. Um, and, and I'm so glad that other people like you are experiencing the same thing. Yeah, for sure. And I know, again, my whole focus is, uh, for my own photography and toy collecting on Lego, but I really love the, the many worlds of toys out there and people like yourself who, uh, move across toy brands and, <laughs> and, and toy worlds and, and each of us who have, you know, our own hardcore thing. I remember when the Lego German soccer team um, came out and I reached out to uh, Stefan, who I'd met online, and asked him if he would pick me up some and send them to me. And again, total stranger. And I'm asking him to do me what's kind of a big favor, right? <laughs> and sure <laughs> enough, he was happy to do it and he sent them to me. And, and that was amazing. And I do just really feel like the, um, you know, the sort of the, the caring of the community and the support for everyone on whatever journey they're on, the people who need to take a break, the people who drop out, the people who are somehow posting daily, like I used to do uh, long ago, and now I can't imagine how I found the time for it. But <laughs> I like, uh, it's fun to see how different people relate to it. Yeah. Um, for people that, that are just getting started in toy photography or just dipping their toe into the community, do you have any uh, ad advice for those kinds of people? I mean, I would say have fun with it. Um, there, you know, I know for me, uh, I, when I started and saw who was out there and what was out there, um, it almost seemed like, oh, there's, you know, that I'm swimming in at the bottom of, uh, a tiny pond. Then I look up and there's a river and a mountain and all of the rest of you are up at the top 
doing gorgeous work in some secret way. And then it turns out that we're all actually <laughs> on a path together um, and that I haven't run into a single jerk in the community, which is great. But that's not true. On Instagram, I won't mention them. But in general, the people who stick around with each other are really... <laughs> Kind people. Yeah, I would say just ignore any lack of confidence that comes up. Every one of us have that and just start posting and start shooting and know that if you like your work, others will too. It doesn't need to be, you know, the, the photographer you most admire who takes that perfect Marvel action figure shot with incredible editing that you don't have to, if you're not there yet, that's great. And you may or may not want to get there. And if you do reach out to that person and say, I love your work, can you give me a tip or two? And almost always they will. So yeah, I would say just enjoy it and let go of any pressure you're imposing on yourself to to be anything other than, you know, have a good time and post when you can. Yeah, I think that's that's amazing advice. And uh, if people want to find your work online, where can they find you? Um, I'm at Doleygy, D-O-U-G-H-L-E-Y-G on Instagram um, is where I post most often. Same thing on MeWe, um, where the type photography community is, although I'm a little less, I haven't really gotten the hang of me we yet i'm not proud of that but that's true um so i'm mainly on instagram and occasionally i'm here on the toy photography blog and i really encourage people to check the blog out there's so many interesting i mean your weekly podcast is amazing and shelly and christina have done a nice job with the last few weeks um during the the so-called off season um and uh but i just feel like even reading the articles there's so much to learn and behind each of the articles is a really cool photographer so it's a, a fun way to to connect but absolutely people i would i would love uh for people to reach out on instagram and i'd, I'd love to see people's feeds i'm not i'm not yet aware of and thank you so much for coming on the show and, and for having ty on earlier to answer a few questions that was really fun and this was just such a pleasure talking to you i know that as you said we don't talk like this very often. I think you and I have had a few conversations like this at the Oregon meetup last year, but since then haven't really chatted. And this was just, it was so fun to just jump back in and, and have an easy, fun conversation like this. So thank you for coming on to the show. This was, this was great. Yeah. Thank you, James. And thanks for all the work you do on the podcast. I know, um, like the rest of us, you have a real job and yet somehow <laughs> you find, um, <laughs> the time, uh, to edit all these and to interview us and, and to keep the community going. And I think it's an incredible contribution. So I know I'm not the only one but thank you so much for for being a good friend to so many of us oh thank you that that really means a lot and uh and i'm glad you enjoy the show and and it's not just me you know there are other people on the blog and i do have help on the podcast and, and i'm so grateful for those people too but uh but yeah i'm just happy to to be a part of the community in the way that i can and 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 do what i can and, and talk to people like you you know who i have become friends with through this hobby it's just it's so rewarding for me to be able to do it so i'm, I'm happy to put it to work definitely well thanks for inviting me on yeah of course Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and daily articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also ask that you please leave us a five-star review. That'll help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers and on Instagram at underscore toy photographers underscore. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. And finally, you can reach out to us with comments, concerns, recommendations, etc. at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week.